0: Hello and welcome to the TWI Innovation Network podcast. On today's show, we will be talking about the National Structural Integrity Research Centre, a centre for postgraduate studies based within industry at TWI in Cambridge. In part one, we will be talking to Amelie Lunisi, the academic team leader, who will take us through the centre in general. And in part two, we will get an update from Hannah Steadman, the HR and recruitment coordinator we will give us an update on the latest PhD and MSc opportunities available. All that is to come, so just sit back and enjoy the show.
1: Uh, good morning, Amelie.
2: Good morning, James. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
2: I'm very well, thank you. Apart from okay. uh, I don't have a nanny, students, uh, babies are not at the nursery today, so...
1: Oh, Apart okay, from so. that,
2: I'm very wet, so you may hear some noises. Yeah, <laughs> if
1: we hear some VIPs in the background, we'll know who they are. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast this morning? Just so we can test the microphones.
2: So I just had uh, coffee because I'm on a diet, so I'm supporting my husband for his diet. So I've just oh, okay coffee it's with <laughs> but just sugar. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. Well, yes, um I've only had coffee and some toast not with beans but uh, just just some marmalade which is very nice i feel like paddington bear oh no wait paddington bear has marmalade sandwiches for <laughs> anyway um so let's begin with um what is the center so what we're discussing today is the national instructional integrity Research center which is one of the core pillars of the ty innovation network um so how many if you could Could you just take us through what the centre is, how it came into fruition, and uh, just tell us a little bit about it in general.
2: Okay, so James, the National Structural Integrity Research Centre, which is NSERC, so was established in 2012 by TWI, and we have uh, the Brunel University London as the main academic partner. So they both decided to put a bid together to establish this center. So the center is now managed by TWI since 2012. And the aim for this center was to recruit uh, 530 postgraduate researchers over 10 years. Uh, We are now close to the end of the program, it's like 20, but we are looking to expand more after uh, 2022 and still rec- and yeah uh continue with the program expand the program more it's not gonna have nnt in 2022 okay. uh yeah and
1: it's postgraduate research courses so that's
2: it's postgraduate research courses so we started with phd instructional integrity and uh, structural integrity msc with brunel university in london both of them based at twi so all the students recruited will be based with the project leaders in an industrial environment at TWI. So we have the facilities to host all these students at TWI. We have uh, like uh, big labs, we have uh, a big facilities at TWI. And it was built uh, with this uh, investment for ANSEC. So with the fund for ANSEC, we built uh, big labs, we bought uh, 10 million worth of equipment. So all of this for the PhD students and so, the MSE
1: students so, so it's a one-of-a-kind center then it's very bespoke
2: it is yeah
1: it yeah. is yeah and so you said that your leader the lead academic partner is brunel university is it in- so
2: yeah, we partner with uh, now over 45 universities, Gosh. but Brunel is our main academic partner. So, yeah, university in UK and overseas as well, universities. So, like Cambridge, Manchester, Bristol, Warwick University, and we have uh, Malaysia University, so, yeah, China.
1: Wow. So, it's, it's the National Structural Integrity Research Centre, but it's really... It's international. it's international, isn't it? It yeah. is
2: international, yeah. Fantastic. And looking at our students' numbers, it's like we have 60% or, yeah, close to 60% of our students are international.
1: Oh, okay. That's international, and yeah. that's international and European, and UK, that's a wonderful yeah. mix. Um, so the courses that take place, it's the PhD course and um, master's courses, would you say?
2: Yeah, it's Ph.D. courses, it's uh, fully funded Ph.D. courses for home and EU students and partially funded for uh, overseas students. So we offer uh, enhanced scholarships for, uh, for our students. So universities, uh, the research are more focused on academic fees. This research is after like when they finish, they are absorbed anyway by industry. But they are not well prepared to that environment, to the industrial environment. So when you link, like it's, you are preparing them three years of preparation for industry, it's like three years to prepare someone to be in that environment. So it's more linked. it's like uh, more preparation for them to be in an industrial environment. So they know the needs of industry, they are like, uh, yeah, well prepared for industry.
1: So it's like training at the same time as yeah. academia. Okay. And who are the industrial partners of NSERC?
2: So, our industrial partners, we work with uh, almost uh, all our TWI members because we have, so, NSERC has three sponsors TWI through its uh, core research program, Lloyd's Register Foundation, and BP. So, the core research program is funded by TWI industrial members and we deliver research to these members so the benefit out of this research though they sponsor the research they think that this is the, the need for industry sorry james <laughs> no you have
1: some special guests this week
2: that's yeah. fine. so yeah this is working from home
1: <laughs> yeah that's the way things are isn't it
2: um yeah, yeah sometimes you hear like uh, dog parking, you hear <laughs> Yeah,
1: you realise that okay. people have got lives outside of work, and uh, yeah, at the university. Um, that I mean, it, it raises a, a important question, really, or an important situation, you know, about how things have changed um, since coronavirus pandemic really made um, an impact across the UK. Um, yeah, definitely. Is, when we
2: so when we start when you hear uh, someone you you get stressed and you but now i think people started to accepting it in their uh, culture so when they hear uh, a baby or something they are okay (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah well i always feel um i always don't feel that bad because i'm like i'm not the one who's i don't know I. I feel like it's more stressful for the person whose kids are in the background than it is for me, so entirely, because mm-hmm. I'm just out of the way. So, without
2: talking about the coronavirus and so, so it's like any industrial company we have been affected by this coronavirus but we are doing our best in order to continue and to support the students so we allow the students to go to the labs for critical work in order not to stop them from doing their experiments so if they need to go to the lab they complete the risk assessment they get the approvals needed from the lab manager from their supervisor section manager and they can go they can still go and continue their research and if they feel like it's better for them to work from TWI we can accommodate that as well so we follow the guidelines of the government and we make sure that the students are safe but also we want their research not to be disrupted yeah
1: I mean obviously safety is absolutely paramount yeah. Um, and but keeping having that ability to keep the research going and keep the keep the not letting things shut down for too long, um, or over, over the summer or any extended periods, is a real benefit. Not just the sense of the students, I suppose, it gives them confidence that they're.
2: Yeah. To be honest, you know, some PSG of the students. Yeah. To be honest, some of the students, they this affected their research, and they have they asked for an extension. Mm-hmm so we did accommodate that so some of them got funded extensions so some of them got uh, like uh, as well as support from UKRI so yeah depends on the it's case by case basis but yes we are trying to support them as much as we can
1: so for anyone as we do this introduction to NSERC it's worth mentioning that we are based in Cambridge uh, at TWI um, which uh, TWI for anyone who doesn't know it was formerly the welding institute uh way back in the 1940s TWI. yeah it, when it, when it began just after the war um but today TWI is its own entity it's its own um it is the go-to for industry in terms of research into structural integrity as well as welding joining uh coatings composites and any number of technologies they have many multinational clients including Rolls Royce and uh, recently partnered with centres like uh, Aramco uh, for non-metallic technologies so it's a very significant part of the UK innovation landscape and industrial research uh, landscape Yeah, Um, and being partnered with NSERC what does that provide that provides the students with industrial support
2: so they provide the students with industrial support bigger picture of what is going on in the world the challenges because it's not given to anyone to know like what end users need for to address like their challenges and they give them um, uh, the opportunity to have that contact With with the end users to be in direct contact with them and to be with direct contact with the real problems and real projects.
1: Okay, because I was reading on the NSEC site about this, uh, about the unique way in which PhD students at NSEC have their academic supervisors and they have industrial supervisors.
2: Yeah, they do have both support so, academic supervisor to support all academic uh, sites from uh, writing a a thesis because academics they might be better in that side like writing a thesis academic research paper and they have as well uh industrial supervisor to support them in their actual research uh, experiments at twi access to labs access to yeah to industrial research and stuff like that and we have as well the lois rochester foundation funded students who have, on top of that, a mentor from Lloyd's Register Foundation. Right. So the mentor will help them throughout their uh, yeah, PhD courses.
1: And they have, regular
2: meet, they have regular meetings with them, they, have, uh, right. they attend the NRF uh, annual uh, conference. Yeah, university, they don't have that contact with end users. They don't have that contact with uh,
3: f- yeah, the
2: end users, the industry stakeholders so they need the link between these like the academia and the end users and and sits so in the middle so okay. the end users they need this research they need uh, this to address these challenges university they do the basic research so and this is like in between right facilitator or something like that
1: yeah and it's about the kind of research they're doing is obviously it's it's fundamental it's it's never taken place before so
2: yeah so they need for an industry yeah they need to take this research to high PRL levels or to yeah f- the next step which is products and stuff and they need someone to take that further
1: right okay because businesses if you're looking at it from a student perspective businesses um they are more commercial, risk, yeah. so
2: they are more commercial. They have like they want to do products. They want to take research to next level to market. Yeah, and so, the academia right. they don't look at this market and stuff. So they do research for research. It's not research for commercialization.
1: Right. Okay. So yeah, that was it. That's the thing. It's the industry doesn't want to risk um, time and investment on a research that doesn't yeah. have a future or can't be commercialized whereas academia is happy to do that research. it's not focused the,
2: the academia research is not focused for commercialization so they can do research for three years and that research doesn't go anywhere it's not like uh industry they have this challenge they want to address it they need something to address it it's more focused
1: right academia just predominantly needs to do research to have to break new boundaries to to do stuff that's never been done before. And it doesn't, yeah, it yeah. doesn't need a future in that respect. Right, okay, I Obviously, I, I'm assuming they prefer if it did, if it, if there is future outcomes and uh <laughs> and to investigate, which I I guess yeah, of course. Did, it's hard to find a brick wall.
2: Yeah, of course if we see like uh, in the last in the recent years, they start to be more startups coming from the universities. So it's like the research is now starting to to go to markets through these startups at the universities.
1: Oh, okay. So, being based in Cambridge or in Cambridgeshire, how, what's that like?
2: Um, so, being based in Cambridge in Cam- is first expensive. <laughs> that's why our scholarships are uh, like if we can say higher than other scholarships so okay. that's why we want to provide our students with enhanced scholarships in order to give them like to make them comfortable living in cambridge uh yeah we want them like to be able to to be uh, to be able to be in cambridge and then Cambridge, you, have, you know, like uh, it's a nice place to live. Uh, it's like we have Cambridge University close. You have the facilities of Cambridge uh, Library. Like, yeah, it's a nice place to live in.
1: It's a good uh, academic uh, centre, isn't it? And it um, is. Yeah. With TWI here, it's worth mentioning that the, the, the area, of the region um, around Cambridge, is part of a sort of an innovation hub hub yes that's yeah. the right way to put it and uh, valley if you like because of all of the different companies we have around here that some are connected with the university others aren't but you've got even um ai companies like um um i think here Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it really makes for a very good mix of skills of opportunities and of ways to network really as well as um as well as lots of good coffee shops to perhaps do some researching or studying in a, on a weekend but
2: uh, they do, with yeah.
1: students working predominantly on site they work alongside engineers they're working as i understand it more of a uh, business-like manner they work from nine to five
2: they walk here from eight thirty to four thirty, but it's like they have a life outside that because they can. Uh, we have a committee, social committee, so like they organize events. They go out Fridays together. They go for dinners. They go for bowling. They go yeah. So they have a social committee and it's very active and they they enjoy life. <laughs> yeah. It's not only like. Uh, Industrial uh, or environment, or some because they still have this social life as well.
1: So, I mean, what plans does NSEC have for the future? Where does it see itself in a few years' time? So,
2: So James said NSEC is gonna still expand. So, we are we when we started in 2012, we started with a a PhD instructional integrity and uh, a structural integrity MSc course. And uh, now we have uh, the MSc, uh, the PhDs, and we are expanding for the phds as well so we are now doing phd in innovation we are doing a phd in uh, management and these kind of things and we also added an msc in oil and gas with brunel university so both msc structural integrity and the oil and gas are with brunel university we are also looking at adding an msc in january 2021 in lightweight structure and at the moment we are setting up Uh, two new MSCs with Essex University in Artificial Intelligence and Artificial Intelligence and uh, its application. We also launched three years ago uh, an MSC in Engineering Leadership and Management with Aston University. And uh, recently we launched an MSC, uh, an MBA with uh, Dimon Fortune University. So we are adding and we are still expanding and we want to do more and more. So we at the moment, we have 180 PhD students and uh, we had the target over 10 years to recruit 530 PhDs. So we will continue to support and We will continue to recruit PhD students. We will continue to add more PhD students. Expand the research areas. As you know, now the government and uh, are looking for the net zero environment, uh, zero uh, uh, carbon emission and stuff. So we will expand in that areas. We will as well look at uh, new additive manufacturing uh, materials technologies through our innovation centers. So now at the moment we have. Uh, 13 innovation centres in our innovation network, and we started uh, linking our PhD students to these innovation centres. So we will expand on that uh, area as well.
1: Yeah, so th- that makes, obviously there's a great diversity of courses and, uh, and technologies is ever changing. So what? why did it all begin with structural integrity in the first place? And perhaps you could describe a little bit about what that is for, um, for everyone who might not understand,
2: so the scratch is to see the failure of the material and how we can investigate that failure and prevent it. So, NTWI is a specialist and expert in that area. So, how, that's how it started in the first uh, instance. So, uh, we put a, uh, a proposal to Hefke uh, with Brunel University London. And uh, that's how we got answered in the first sense. But now, because things changes, trends changes, governments trends changes, so we are trying to align our research with the governments, with our stakeholders, sponsors, like the, the bigger picture. Right. So, so we want to go towards like renewable energies, net zero, AI and data, big data.
1: Right. Yeah. So it, it began with structural integrity, but now it's expanding because the mission is is changing as the demand yeah. changes. So but the whole world yeah. trends
2: are exche- are changing. So we want to to be on the same page with uh, what is going on in the whole world.
0: That's the end of part one. Join us in a second when we will get an update from Hannah Stedman, the HR and Recruitment Coordinator at NSERC for the latest PhD and MSc course opportunities.
3: everyone it's Hannah here sending you my update while working from home in Haverhill on NSERC's current recruitment. We are coming towards the end of the year at the moment so the PhD topics are lower than normal so we're only recruiting four at the moment however we will be adding on quite a few more to our recruitment probably in the next couple of weeks and that update will be coming soon on our social media and our website and I will talk about that Um, a little bit later on so the four topics that we are recruiting for all four are all advertised on our website and you can find that information on the nsec website under the study with us page those adverts include all of the information that you need to know in terms of topic details why we're doing the topic what we're looking from the topic the section that it's in, the sponsor that is sponsoring this topic, which all four of those are for Lloyd's Register Foundation, um, and also explains a little bit about Lloyd's Register. The universities that we're in partnership with, the industrial supervisors, the academic supervisors, um, it explains on how you can apply, what experience is needed for the particular topic, and Things like the university requirements such as IELTS tests. So I'll go into those a little bit more detail now. The topics that are sponsored by Lloyd's Register all come with a... Funding allocated to them. This funding covers you for £24,000. This works out that TWI puts in £14,000 and then the university puts in £10,000. So you will have a pot of £24,000. Now, if you are an international student, unfortunately, the university fees are quite high which means that the majority of that money is going to be eaten up by you paying for your university fees therefore we do ask that it's necessary you have an amount of money where you've self-funded because the cost of living in cambridge um, and obviously the university fees being high, therefore you won't be receiving a stipend, it can be an expensive time. So we do ask that you can self-fund yourself up to £16,000 per annum, which then helps cover your living expenses and means that you can live comfortably without having to have a part-time job and that you can focus primarily on your PhD, which is what we are looking for. If you are a home student, your fees are a lot less. Therefore, you will have the 24,000k pot to pay for your university fees. And then the remainder of that, which normally runs about £16,000 as it is, will then be covered by your stipend. This stipend is paid to you on a monthly basis um, by the university and is also tax free, which is very nice. Also, there is a point to note that if you are an international student and you are applying for your visa, a requirement is also that you have a certain amount in your bank to be able to obtain that visa. Um, all of that information is uh, all listed on the UK government website. So it's very Very handy if you were to, if you were looking to apply for one of these and you are an international student, all of that information is on that website for you to look at just to make sure that you've got everything that is needed for that application. Another very important requirement from the university to get your acceptance letter is that you have um, recently taken an IELTS test. So this is an English language test, which is something that you are only able to go to a centre to take. Um, This is a requirement actually from both the university and the UK government. So something else to remember when you're applying for your visa. So the university requirements all vary between them. Um, The majority of the requirements are that you average a score of 6.5. So there is, I think five tests that you need to take something like verbal written that type of thing um, and then your average score will be what you score on an um on every single one of those so the average one over the universities is around 6.5 the requirement for the visa so the uk visa is a 5.5 Also to note on that that the IELTS test has an expiry date of two years so if you have done that in the last two years then that's absolutely brilliant we can obviously start straight away with your application um, and we will discuss that during your interview but obviously if you haven't done that once we have selected you for the topic make sure that you get that booked in straight away so it doesn't slow down any application processes. So the ways that you apply for our PhD topics are, you can either see all of the topics on our website, on the NSERC website, or you can see them on the Finder PhD. So once you've sent over your application, both of those will come directly through to myself. Um, I will then, depending on your nationality, check that you've got either private funding or if you are a home and EU student, you don't need it. So we'll then review your CV, which normally takes a couple of weeks and give you some feedback on whether you've been taken forward to the next stage or not. That next stage will include an interview with the industrial supervisor, the academic supervisor, um, and once you've gone through that process, if you are selected through the TWI application process, we will inform you. The next stage will then be for you to officially apply to the university. So for all of these topics there's no need to just dis- need to contact the university directly. It's all through NSERC and we manage it from our side so it's nice and easy if you have any questions with regards to any of that or how you apply um, or if you've got questions about any of the topics then you can get through to me by using our um, inquiries at ncerc.co.uk email address I'm the person that monitors that um, inbox so any any of your emails will come straight through to me and I'll do my best to help you. So as I mentioned before, we are currently recruiting four topics. Uh, We have just recently had a call for um, some more topics through Lloyd's Register Foundation, which is absolutely fantastic. And they have recently just signed those off. So please keep an eye on our website and our social media pages because those um topics will be advertised very very soon um they are across a range of different types of topics lots of different universities um a couple of new ones such as university of essex which will be a new partnership for us which is very exciting um and likewise if you have any questions about those then feel free to contact me but they will be coming very soon so keep an eye out Okay, so moving on from the PhD side of things, we are also a department that recruits for MSc and MBA courses as well, which is brilliant. Um, We are currently recruiting for two topics through myself. One is an MSc in Engineering Leadership and Management. The other one is an Executive MBA Apprenticeship. So the MSc in Engineering Leadership and Management is with between NSERC and in collaboration with Aston University. We're now on the fourth cohort for that course. Um, so three previous really successful cohorts Um, So we're recruiting for that currently. The closing date is the end of October and we are wanting to start that in December. This is the last year that it is possible to use the apprenticeship levy for this course. Um, So definitely make the most of that if you're interested. Find out all of the details on the NSERC page which is also under study with us um, which will give you all of the information for what is required in terms of application um, and bits and pieces about the course. You can also find a web webinar that myself and two of the lecturers within Aston produced August now I think um, which is on YouTube which is also a fantastic way to hear directly from the lecturers exactly what is involved in the course and how you can benefit from that. The other one that we're recruiting for at the moment is an executive MBA apprenticeship so this is in partnership with De Montford university we are recruiting for that now um, the deadline for that was actually a week ago but we are keeping that open um, purely for the fact that it's the first time that we've done this course and we want to get as many people on it as possible because it's going to be a really successful cohort um, everyone at NSERC and De Montfort are really excited about getting this started um, along with the MSc all of the information that you need to know about that is on the NSERC page and likewise before if you need if you have any questions and need any advice on anything, then you can contact me using the inquiries at email address. So that's all from me today. I hope that has given you a really good insight into exactly what we are recruiting for at the moment. Um, And I will give you an update soon when we have all of those new fresh topics on board. So look forward to speaking to you then.
0: With that, it's time to bring the episode to a close. Thank you very, very much to our special guests, Amini Lunisi and Hannah Stedman from NSERC. And a huge thank you to all of you for listening. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast series. For more information about it, please visit our website, which is twi-innovation-network.com. You can also find us on Twitter and LinkedIn just by searching for the TWI Innovation Network and joining in the conversation online using social media, including the hashtag TwinPodcast. Finally, please leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have any suggestions on topics for future shows, please let us know. With that, thank you very, very much for listening and goodbye for now.